0: Opening up the first Peacock and Williamson 2023 mailbag today, talking Bills-Bangles. When do you play this game? What's going on with with the seeding in the playoffs and how this all is affected and ranking the coaches in the playoffs as well? Coming up on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns next level analysis and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans this is Peacock and Williamson and it starts now Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise from top to bottom? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Uh, our listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise as well when using promo code LOCKED ON in the game. That is all caps locked on, ultimate football GM. <laughs> okay, Matt, let's get into this mailbag. We got a question from Brandon here, and we haven't really heard a lot from the league yet. I'm sure there's a lot of discussions behind the scenes going on, trying to figure out how, when, if to play the rest of this Bengals Bills football game uh, that was suspended and not canceled on Monday night. Uh, Brandon asks if the NFL were to call the Bengals bills game a tie how does that affect the number one seed so that's different from not playing it at all either so it could be canceled there's no score the game doesn't count at all you go to basically winning percentages for those two teams to figure out the seeding if you call it a tie that gives each team sort of a half of win uh, I think that would I think both teams would rather have a half of a both teams would rather have a, I guess it wouldn't change winning percentage what it so I don't know. Would they want a tie? Would they want a no game? If I don't did? know the math of it in the, in the tiebreakers
1: enough to know if it's what a tie does to them. But I do know Kansas city lost to both Buffalo and Cincinnati, which is a sticking point. So that, that, that I don't know. It, it, it makes my brain hurt. I'm not exactly sure about that. However, I, I brought this up to somebody that knows league rules better than I do. And that I trust in that capacity. And he said in the bargaining agreement, the commish slash um, league office does not have the right to award wins, losses, ties. Like that—that's out of their jurisdiction. Like yeah. we're not allowed to do that. I mean, that—that's a lovely idea. We could forfeit the game, make it not forfeit the game. We could eliminate the game; it never exists. We can reschedule the game, but I can't tell you. Ah, uh, you both are forfeiting. You're both uh, getting one. You would have yeah. lost, yeah, yeah. Or
0: yeah. a tie. No, that makes perfect sense, and that's, that's right. kind of, Oh, I never really considered it because that's just you can't give them a tie. Um, if you go so by winning power, yeah, if you go by winning percentage, it hurts the team right. that might have won, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if both franchises got together and say, "Well, I guess that's not that big of a deal, all things considered." Or is the league going to push the game, and that leads to the question: When do they play the game if they decide they've got to play it, and? There's an extra week built into every NFL season before the Super Bowl, and right. I, I got to be perfectly honest, man, I hate that extra week before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl coverage is the, the oh, part of the Super Bowl is everything that surrounds the game, and having an extra week, I think, is absurdity. I like you know having a week off for the teams to maybe get healthy and play. Other than that, all the extra coverage, I hate halftime, I hate the commercials, I like the football game, and that's it. You know, he's I mean? like right, I right. hate everything that goes around the football. So the extra week for me before the Super Bowl is just brutal. Um, so they have that extra time. If they want to push the entire playoffs back, they can have a week 19 if they want.
1: So a couple things. The way I understand it, Kansas City is the first game of the weekend. They play Saturday at four Eastern. And if they win, they lock up the one anyway. Like, do they have a contingency in plan, play in plan, or no, plan and play right now where they're not telling us that on Saturday night they will have we're going to cancel the game if Kansas City wins. If we if they don't, we are going to play a week 18, you know, or week 19 just with these two teams or something like, along those lines and kill the bye before the the Super Bowl. I know there's a lot more logistics to killing the bye than just you and I not liking the commercials and all the press conferences and stuff because <laughs> yeah. there's travel and parties and all the different things that happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus it's Senior Bowl week. You know, like there's not a lot of us that are going to go to Senior Bowl, but I am. I mean, not that the, the league is asking my opinion, but that's a, a big of, event that week, too.
0: A lot of league folks are going to be there. That's including, what I mean, including, right. Including, All including two coaching staffs. From whoever's in the Super Bowl, too. and Bro, wow, yeah, yeah. Championship games. So yeah. they've got to be there scouting and get ready for next year. So Everyone in the league is going to be there. And one thing that's now not an option that would have been an option as of Monday night was – trying to still fit that game in play it this week. And then you're playing it like short weeks for the next couple of weeks where you have, you know, the, the same amount of rest, if they would have played the game on Thursday, you know how there's, you know, short rest. If you have a Thursday game to next Sunday to the following week, and they could have tried to slot in an extra game there for bills and Bengals. But the league had the one thing the league has said so far about this game is it's not going to be played this week. So they can't even shuffle that together in the amount of time they have. So they would have to change the NFL schedule to put this game in now. And maybe that's the plan is they're hoping the Kansas city chiefs lock it up to where neither one of those teams would have had a buy. And then mm-hmm. they'll just cancel the game because then it's just two, three seed stuff. It's
1: seeding. Yeah. And yeah. then you just go off of the tiebreakers as they're currently constructed. As they
0: currently are with winning percentage. Right. Yeah.
1: I threw an off the wall idea at you. And you kind of looked at me cross-eyed to be honest with you, because it doesn't sound all that you know smart on my behalf,
0: but. I, I I loved it actually. Okay, I just, okay. Didn't, I hadn't heard um, it from anyone yet. That's why I'm glad you're my co-host because <laughs> you, your brain works in a way that surprises me and shocks me at times. No, <laughs> a little I, out I of actually line. I, I kind of love this idea.
1: Why change the NFC at all? I you mean, know, if you decide that the Bengals Bills game has to be played, okay. Well, they play the what would have been wild card weekend and just keep the NFC schedule exactly as it is. You know like it's not like they're suffering either way, but there's half the league doesn't need change and everything's hunky dory. Just keep it rolling and still play the Super Bowl at the same time. Give them the week off before the Super Bowl, and the AFC will figure it out as they go.
0: Does do, do the Bengals or Bills? Well, I guess that wouldn't matter either if the Bengals or Bills played in Week 18 NFC team. So basically, what what you're saying, Matt, is that the AFC would have a week 19 where they don't play wild card weekend and it's Bills Bengals. And then they would eliminate the week before the Super Bowl, that would be the AFC Championship game. So it would be staggered mm-hmm. with the NFC and the NFC playoffs would play as normal and while the Bengals and Bills play week 19 extra game during wild card week, the NFC would actually have their wild card week. Yeah. And- Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, actually, that would be pretty cool for the NFL to be able to stagger things. And you've yeah. got an NFC and an AFC side of things, and then it'd be a standalone game for the AFC championship um, in that week before the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I doubt they would do that. I'm sure somebody would say uh, unfair one way or the other. You don't, you know, one team doesn't get to rest. The NFC teams get to go to the Senior Bowl, have more reps there and coaches mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, but it's not a terrible idea. I, I don't do, you know, because then you get football every weekend, which I like as a fan.
1: Uh, The one little problem I could see, though, is the hype and the the BS around the the Super Bowl is one team would have to get to the Super Bowl. We only have a week to prepare for the Super Bowl, obviously. They would have picked up another buy, though, in the process. You know, I mean, they they got a buy on the front end of the playoffs that the the NFC didn't. But is one week enough time for media day and all the nonsense that goes around Super Bowl? You know, the stuff that we don't like for the AFC.
0: I, yeah I just they're gonna the league's gonna keep it even Stephen I'm much sure Steven. they
1: will right. right yeah I'm just kind of thinking out of the box
0: yeah I like I like the out of the box thinking from Matt Williams <laughs> wait tune into peacock and Williamson every day here on the locked on podcast network okay we've got some questions here about coaching who is or uh, basically ranking the the coaching uh, the, the coaches that are likely to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. question about specifically Bill Belichick and they're not guaranteed to be a playoff team yet, but they could definitely be uh, a playoff team. Bijan Robinson talk a little draft here today as well on Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode brought to you in part by our newest sponsor, Ultimate Football GM, the mobile game you've ever dreamed of, as I once did of being an NFL GM and managing your football franchise. Well, your dream has come true and this game is definitely for you manage every strategic aspect of your team with ultimate football GM play through the season and lead your team to glory. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, the ups and downs of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate football GM is completely free and playable Offline on your mobile device, play on the go as you want when you want to. It is a super fun game. I've had fun with it. I'm in year two of my franchise trying to build the thing from scratch from the ground up. And Locked on listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On. That's one word locked on, all caps in the game store. Locked On is the promo code to get a 100% free boost to your franchise. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game just Visit ultimate-gm.com. Look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Subscribe to Locked On NFL. Get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, in-depth analysis, biggest games, key predictions, and the game-to-game episodes from local insiders covering every single weekend. And, of course, the Locked On NFL YouTube channel is also the home of Peacock and Williamson. So make sure you are all, all subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Should we rank the coaches? Let's go to there. Let's go to let's go to. Actually, you know what? I want to start with the the Belichick question. Before yeah, let's do that. The playoffs. So we had a question this week from Ray, and he says Rex Ryan said on television that Bill Belich- this this was Bill Belichick's best year coaching while the Patriots roster is JV. Meanwhile, Boston Sports Media spent the whole season trashing the coaching staff, which they ultimately lay at Bill's feet. You want Team Rex or Team Boston Media? Well, I, actually, to be honest with you, Ray, I think they're both kind of saying the same thing because it's like this is the worst thing you have. And look, the, ultimately, the, the roster and the rest of the coaching staff is on Bill, but... That all around him being so bad makes his job look all that much better because Mm -hmm. they're still holding that thing together. Um, So I think both Team Rex and Team Boston Media have some are, are right in some ways there. But do you agree that this is one of his best years coaching? We've kind of said this about Bill Belichick for a couple of years now because they've been that team, and we project them to be terrible again this year because of the offensive coaching staff that seemed dubious and the rest of the roster, and the roster has been slowly getting worse and worse from the end of the the Brady era. So I think it's pretty clear Bill Belichick is a fantastic coach, and I think it's pretty clear that he's dealing with uh, subpar talent around him.
1: I think I could be the lawyer on either one of these cases, to be honest with you. Like, I would come up and I would present the argument that this team, currently as constructed with basically no passing game, you know, and a broken offense, should not be at 500 as we speak and playing a meaningful game to get into the playoffs. That's great coaching. You know, I gave you bad ingredients and you made a very serviceable meal that few could do. Okay, that's really good coaching. Good job, Bill. But if I was the other attorney, I would say, well, Bill, okay, you've done some good things with what you've been dealt, but you're the czar of this organization.
0: You're also the dealer. You're the dealer.
1: (laughs) And it's not a random process. It's not, you know, know, just cards you don't know what you're going to get. That And I've said for 10 years that Bill, the coach, I think, is far, far superior to Bill, the GM. And I know they look for certain things, but they could get those things around later. Or, you know, do you have to spend that much money on Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry and that disaster of a free agent spending they had? So I would say, hey, Bill, you have not acquired as much talent as you should, considering the resources you had. You decided to hire non-offensive coordinators to handle your offense, which has been a utter disaster. And as your offensive coordinator gets deeper and deeper in the weeds, his O-line that he's also in charge of is falling apart. So the things he's even kind of good at aren't working here. We had a promising second-year quarterback that might be ruined now. (laughs) So I can't exactly say this has been a stellar coaching job because his responsibility is he's the czar of the team.
0: Uh, th- this is something i had to look up and I- i'm kind of shocked and I-, I can't remember this happening and sometimes things are a blur at the end of the football season bill belichick was named executive of the year last year by the pro football writers okay
1: i, I mean add up to you
0: weren't we a we no. fashion bill belichick the gm for multiple seasons here on the podcast
1: I mean, you go, you pull up their draft and where they've spent, I, I don't see it at all. I mean, I, t- I, I regret this a little, but often in the preseason, I said, who are the good players on the Patriots? Like, who are the, the really good guys? And I would bring up, like, Barmore and Duggar that I really like. Judon's good. But, like, it, it, there's they're not even, like, bonafide fide starters on yeah. a lot of spots there i mean that are fine who are the stars who's on the billboard you know like ugh.
0: so bill belichick one of the best coaches for sure and it's it seems like he's trying his hardest especially with the the coaching thing he decided this year i know a lot of guys right probably likes and believes are smart and good coaches but having special teams and offensive co- or defensive coaches coach that offense for a second year quarterback and, and clearly it hasn't been good no but they're still winning football games so clearly he is a good coach uh, maybe he needs to hand over some control to some other folks in the organization and you know a lot has been poached from the organization obviously over the years and maybe that's just starting to show as well a little bit more now especially after Brady moving on but you saw that even at the end of the Brady era uh, but clearly he's a good coach so to answer the question here of the best coaches in the playoffs uh, from our friend Joshua, the question: How would you rank those coaches in the playoffs or likely? All players. right, I,
1: I can take another step back and in, in, against New England here. I, I want to be the prosecuting attorney against Bill, to be honest <laughs> with you. So they they're five hundred. I just pulled up their. We've talked about this a lot. They they lose the good teams, they beat the bad teams, but their list of quarterbacks they defeated were Trubisky, Goff, Okay, but that was outdoors in New England and Detroit, what hadn't yet come together. Beat Brissett, who he drafted, knew, loved, all that stuff. Zach Wilson twice. Sam Ellinger in between those. Um, I forget which Cardinals quarterback, because they've had so many four weeks ago, but at best, it's Colt McCoy. It was not Kyler. It might have been somebody else. And then Bridgewater, who broke his finger during the game this past week. I mean, those are the quarterbacks he's beat. Thoughts are good.
0: So he's a bad coach and a bad GM is what you're trying to say.
1: It's not his finest coaching years, what I'm trying to (laughs) say. It's not number one on Belichick's many years of great coaching.
0: All right. Well, if I'm on on the jury, I I think you made a pretty good argument. that.
1: I mean, if they had three straight wins, Zach Wilson, Ellinger, Wilson, again. Like, okay, but those guys stink.
0: Okay, let's go in the AFC. Uh, we, we don't have time to go through the the whole thing necessarily and rank them out. And, and that's probably a project for another day. Yeah. And but, let me tease
1: this too, because I don't think I did it last year, but I build a spreadsheet usually and I rank quarterbacks one to one to what is it, 14. I'll do the same with coaching staffs, probably every position. So someone needs to remind me, to, or you could remind me, or I'll remind myself. But as soon as the playoffs are set, I'm going to make that spreadsheet.
0: Andy Reid won. Yeah yeah if we're just let's just look afc here. yeah so andy Reid one mcdermott or harbaugh two where do you put
1: bill is bill in
0: i don't know you just made it sound like bills i know. Five on this list i know I bill. uh, bill's I bill. not one i put bill two
1: yeah i mean there's a respect factor there just okay. as head
0: coach not as anything else
1: I don't think Tomlin gets in, but he'd be four or five. I mean, Tomlin versus Harbaugh is an age-old battle, especially right. around here.
0: Um, Taylor not getting really a ton of right for what's going on there with the, with the Cincinnati Bengals over
1: the last couple of years. And I've gotten a lot of heat about Taylor, but I think he's done by far his best coaching job this year. They've changed some things offensively. He's deferred to Amarumo, the defensive coordinator, who's superb. So, I think Taylor's come a long way as a coach. I didn't have faith in him before this year, but he would be much higher on the list than he would have been a year ago if I'd done these. Like the hard ones to me, I know we're not talking NFC, but like some of these coach of the year candidates, Jacksonville, Giants, yeah, they probably deserve coach of the year consideration, but are they a better coach than Harbaugh or Carroll? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. That happens with the MVP stuff too, because right. you give it to Mahomes every year, but. There's other really good candidates and and mm-hmm. players that are doing things that are that are special and coaches that are doing things special because y- you can't. Yeah, it's not a lifetime achievement award. It's just this year. Let's look at just what's right. happening this year. And so to me, it's not Bill, uh, Andy Reid. Yes, yes. The the hard part is like, okay, where do you put Zach Taylor and, and Sean McDermott and mm-hmm. you know probably I put Harbaugh three
1: guys that have had a lot of recent yeah. success. You know, we're not talking about Jacksonville or one of those Peterson. type of teams.
0: Doug Peterson, right. Vrabel, I think those are good coaches as well. So uh, McCarthy, Lafleur, yeah. you know,
1: right? we're talking just AFC, but right. Staley
0: might be seven. I, he
1: would be yeah. very low for me. I think of mm-hmm. the potential, like Vrabel would be ahead of him. Jacksonville would be ahead of him. You know, of-
0: but the way they turn things around. I don't want to play the Chargers in the playoffs either. Like that's No,
1: the- we have a question about the Chargers, and yeah. I have fear of the Chargers, but I don't have fear of their head
0: coach. Just, to he's not better that, too. To answer that question uh, on the AFC portion of things here. That's the, it's the Packers and the NFC, the Chargers and the AFC of the teams that we thought, okay, you know, who, mm-hmm. which teams you are putting money on? Probably not them, but which teams that you won't be surprised if they were playing in February, maybe Chargers, Packers, right? And we mm-hmm. see it every year. Wild card team runs the table and runs the gamut.
1: Last thing about this question for me is let's say Brian Dayball wins coach of the year. I would have no problem with that. Boy, you did a tremendous job with talking about a bad roster. That doesn't mean he's going to be first on my playoff coaching ranks
0: like yes he's never been there you know what i mean like, if you're drafting coaches i would still take you know shanahan over
1: oh yeah over and guys although they've all done there.
0: great and maybe in a few years i would not feel yes. that way and he's done a phenomenal job and i don't have a problem with people voting for him for coach right. of the year because he has done a great job there
1: and maybe uh, i would but i wouldn't vote him for best coach in the playoffs right, <laughs> it's so not the same thing
0: mccarthy sirianni nfc how are you ranking this one out
1: I probably have. I'm starting to trust Sirianni. You know, I mean, I, I think he's kind of like the McDermott level where it's been a pretty good, stable organization for a while. Shannon would certainly be very high. Tampa would be low. Tampa would be very low. Have I to think of it.
0: I've got some notes on Tampa. Maybe last. The, uh, this is more on the offensive uh, play calling side of things I want to talk about when we preview uh, week 18, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I'd probably have Tampa a little bit lower dan campbell
1: yeah i don't think he's LeFleur. gonna get in but he might you know yeah. what about Lafleur? he wins LeFleur, games every week every year mccarthy games every
0: year they're dead in the water this year brings them back
1: right uh, there's something said talking about that.
0: how we don't change anything because we knew our process was good and, and i kind of like that about him mm-hmm. you know um he i think is
1: going to be my last in the nfc
0: and maybe last overall you got mccarthy Sirianni I, I probably you know I'm biased so I, I but I might put Shanahan first still and then I'm have thinking that too. LaFleur too if they make it then I think I put Sirianni ahead of LaFleur and LaFleur three the toughest is breaking the NFC East I think Sirianni O'Connell's people, really tough too because the Vikes yeah. are going we don't even bring them up right yeah and they have a negative point sample for those first year quarterbacks or first year uh head coaches
1: but i would hold first year coaching against them going into the playoffs the Dayballs, the the o'connors o'connells those type of guys because i gotta see you do it
0: right well i'm looking forward to your spreadsheet when you actually fully rank those out and have a little bit more time to think about it and then uh, we will revisit those rankings once the playoffs do get going here very very soon after week 18 next we'll finish up the mailbag portion, talk a little NFL draft, B. John Robinson, where does he rank amongst mm. some, of the, uh, some of the running backs we've seen in recent history? As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you Quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Go beyond the resume by using insights from your job post and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. And so, uh, those funneling tools. So you know you are hiring the best candidates, and you get everything you need to done as a hiring manager done faster. And for free with LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: We just got a quick tweet from Williamson NFL to at BD oh. Peacock, real quick. Okay. Uh, short answer, but in your opinion, if Bengals Bills is played as a regular season game will they start it over or will it will be like a baseball game where you just pick it up from where it left off pick and all up. that's, I think you pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff's official you spot the ball right where it was and go from there, you know, okay. Yeah, you can't erase
0: it. I mean, you, you can erase it, but you can't redo it. I would right. say that happened.
1: I mean, yes. I, I don't think you play 60 minutes.
0: You, you, you treat it basically the same you would a weather game. It's like, ah, oh, the weather, this game got canceled. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen again. So we can't count the stats officially because the game, like happened. a rain delay. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I agree. Okay. Um, let's go to the draft a little bit here. We got multiple quarterback questions for the draft. Uh JDS has a good question, by the way, about Bijan Robinson. I haven't done yeah. a lot of work on the draft, but Bijan Robinson's hard to miss. University of Texas, he's universally thought of as the best running back in this class. Yes. He's JDS says, Do you think any teams should spend a first round pick on Bijan Robinson? I have a feeling the listeners out there who listen to the show know my answer to this. I'm interested to hear what you say, Williamson, because you're a little bit more willing to spend um right. uh, first round picks on running backs i would point to the Steelers. I, I would point to so many teams that hit on their running backs but it didn't help in the win column that much and that's right, that's right. my argument not that he's not a good player it's that the attrition the the replacement level you can get from running backs you have to be special and you have to help your team so much and you have to get really lucky and stay healthy to be valuable enough for your team to contribute to those wins with running backs so that's my argument easy answer for me is no you don't ever and and if you do spend a first round pick on a running back, he better be dynamic in the passing game and be a player that can stay healthy. And it's just so hard to project a guy, even if he's catching a lot of passes, still carrying the rock. And that's the dangerous part of the job. And you're so likely to get hurt. Yep.
1: And all that stuff is true. I mean, like, I, I think that's fact, what you just said, that's not you know up for debate. Um, and the folks that write the checks too, will tell you, I can go find a running back in free agency. I can't find a left tackle in free agency. You know, like there's positions that just don't hit the market that are, oh, I'll get my answer in free agency. It's not walking through Walmart and you can get anything you want. You know, the stocks aren't, the shelves aren't stocked.
0: The easy way is just look at the economics of the game. You can go out in free agency and and buy the best running back on the market. And uh, he's going to make,
1: he might not be Saquon,
0: but you a you know, third right. of what you would pay a top pass rusher or a top. Uh, you're
1: going to overspend for a left tackle. I mean, you just are. You're, you're going to overspend get for money. running
0: back too, but it just doesn't even hurt your financials that much. And mm-hmm. so, when you look at where players are drafted, you look at who gets paid the most as well. And running backs are starting to get paid less and less, and less sure. teams get them their second contracts and all that. So, you're going to draft a guy that you're not going to want to even give a second contract to, or worse, you're forced to give him a second contract because he's good, and you know he's going to break down on that during that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, here's how I would handle it: is Bijan is
1: by all accounts a Barkley like prospect, you know. What I mean, like as good a running back prospect as you ever see, and the dynasty stuff I do reflects that and all that. So, like everyone else, you give him a grade, and everyone might not realize this, but there's a, a vertical board where you grade him against all the running backs, he's RB1, whatever. But then there's a horizontal board based on what the, the number grade you gave him, he might be your fifth best prospect in the whole draft, you know. And I, I would say that's fine. I mean, we can't take him in the top five. We're going to ding him for positional value. But if he's a top 10 guy grade-wise on my board, and I'm a playoff team, I'm picking in the 20s, then I'm thinking about it. Like, insert B. John Robinson on the Dolphins. That will go a long way.
0: Oh, yeah. And and yeah. look, P- and teams that want to fix their running game will look to a running back because it's easier to get one running back than five offensive linemen too, you know, whether Uh, it's right or wrong, you know, and, and the grade will be there. You fall in love with the tape. So the question is, should they spin a first? I say, no, if the question was going to happen, he's going to go in the first round.
1: Yeah, it is. It's going to happen. Maybe it goes a little later than you think. And he ends up in Kansas city and the fantasy people go crazy or Buffalo or something like that, that thinks they're one position away, but he's going to be a first round pick this year, unless he, Know, runs tear something bad happens draft profile between now and draft day, but I don't expect that.
0: Zach Wilson is he on the level of bustitude as Johnny Football, Josh Rosen, non Ryan Leaf, non uh, um, Jamarcus division? Kind of, you know, um,
1: I think it's a little early. Okay. I don't think he'll be a jet next year. I think they'll trade him for like a fourth round pick on draft day, but he's. Spiraling that he's making a strong case to be you know, one of the top busts of the last couple of generations. I think it's too early to quite go there. I mean, he, how many games has he really played? 15, maybe? I mean, he's been hurt a lot. I just wonder how much, how big of the body of work? It's not that big. Part of it's even benched.
0: We are out of time here, Matt. A All lot right. of you questions. Apologies to those folks that we did not get to your questions, but keep them coming. We will do it again next week. It'll be wild card mailbag style, of course, uh, next week as we get deeper into January. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.